Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, MUFON field investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. And today we have a very special episode for you. We have an experiencer from the age of five years old. We have a remote viewer and medium, Lala Bright. She'll be coming on to tell us about her lifelong experiences, her work with remote viewing and doing medium work, talking to both the dead and alien ETs or extraterrestrial biological entities. So today's episode should be very interesting. So with that being said, strap on your seatbelts. We're going for a ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 91 of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peake, MUFON field investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. And today's episode is sponsored by the brand new book, uh, Spiritual Consciousness, A Personal Journey by author and experiencer Kevin J. Briggs. If you'd like to get a copy, you can go to www.kevinjbriggs.com. And today we have a special guest. We have remote viewer, lifelong experiencer, and medium, Lala Bright. Lala, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, your background's uh, pretty extensive, and I, uh, I'm very interested in some of the subjects that you're involved in, and I know the audience is as well. Um, but I guess let's start out. You, you, you were an experiencer at a very young age, age five. Um, would you like to walk us through exactly what happened and how it started for you? Sure. Um, at five, my neighbor that I called Grandma Cheyenne passed away, and my parents couldn't go to the funeral. So later on, we went to go find her gravesite. And in Baltimore, at this certain gravesite, it's over a thousand graves. It's very large. Wow. So they're walking around trying to find her. And I hear her in my ear call me to where she's at. And I put my hand on the grave. I said, she's over here. And they looked at each other and they knew I was different from then on. You know, and my dad, I was like him or I am like him. Um, so he helped me throughout his life to try to kind of understand what we are and, you know, work on my energy. but. Before that, I would have dreams of UFOs. I'd be standing in my backyard in my dream looking up and there'd be just a ton of UFOs flying over me, the same ones in every dream. And it wasn't until later on in a couple years that I saw them in a movie and I realized, I go, oh, I know what those are. Okay. I, I dream about those. So I, I found that interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. You said your father helped you. He was a, re a Reiki master? He did Reiki, and he was a psychic. He called it energy healing, or healing of the hands. That's what he called it. Okay, so you probably get a lot of that from him, Miguel, I'm assuming. Yeah, and he, he, he didn't mind talking about energy work and spirits, but he got really nervous every time he would talk about the aliens or UFOs. I know he told me they, a couple times they followed him flying over him as he was walking the dog in Florida. And then he got real quiet. So I, it made him nervous. Okay. Did he ever have a, a negative experience with them or was it just a feeling? I don't know. I know one time 
I was visiting them in Florida and I was helping him take the trash out. I mean, and him were like best friends. And we talked about this stuff all the time. And over top of their house, these huge orange orbs, there are five of them in the shape of a v, v. They appeared one at a time. And I said, do you see that? And he looked up at them and real robotically, he said, no, he turned around and he walked into the house and didn't come back out. And that was not like him at all. And I looked back up at the orange orbs and one at a time they disappeared. But I don't remember anything after that. So that's the only experience we had together that I know of. He didn't talk about anything else. Wow. So it was kind of like they made him do that robotically, kind of leave. Yeah. I, that what, It was not like him at all. I just remember looking at him like, what is going on? It's weird. Yeah, that's really strange. Um, so you, you've been having experiences your whole entire life. Could you tell us about some of the, the big ones, I guess, and kind of walk us through them? Sure. Um, well, the neatest one, I, one of the neat ones, I was in the parking lot at night with my best friend, um, Michelle, and we were getting coffee. And all of a sudden, we started seeing these little tiny fireballs go over high in the sky over our car. And they started getting a little lower and we got nervous. So we drove and got on the road, started driving. And all of a sudden a helicopter flew over us and shined its spotlight into a large cloud. And in that cloud hiding was this huge UFO. And I mean, this thing was like football field, big, large. I only saw the bottom of it. And I remember what it looks. It was dark black metal. And it looked like it had these big pipes intertwining with each other. But the pipes were so large, they were as wide as the helicopter body. Like, that's how big this thing was. Wow. And that's when I knew they could hide. I didn't know they could hide in clouds at all. And I don't remember anything after that. I don't remember driving home. She doesn't remember anything. Um, so that was amazing. It's funny whenever I have a, a, U, a UFO experience or anything other than a spirit experience, I'm oddly calm, which is unlike me because I usually have anxiety. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I call it alien Xanax. Kind of. <laughs> it's just strange because with spirits, I, I talk to them all the time and I feel their energy and sometimes it makes me nervous. Sometimes it makes me happy. So it's a very emotional experience with them. It's very different with um, aliens and, and, and whatever else they, they might be. Now, do you think that maybe, maybe because it's been something that has happened throughout your life and in your dad's generation as well, maybe that you're comfortable with them? That's a good point, actually. I, I I think that's part of it. I, I've heard that they have that effect on a lot of people so that they don't freak out in general. Right. So they can get their way or get their message across. But I know me and my parents are O negative. And I feel, well, when I read people, when they come to me and get readings from me, the ones so far that have been abducted are all O negative people, which I find very interesting because there's not many of us. 
Right. Yeah. So, I'm O positive, so I, I I do understand that and the Rh negative aspect too. But there aren't very many O negative, so that's that's really that's odd. It's like right. maybe being drawn to you, maybe. I think so. I know I have a little implant in my left thigh, the outer part, and it's about the size of a piece of rice. It shouldn't be there because I set off metal detectors and I finally, after a couple of years, I finally asked what was going on and they let me see it. And it, it was there. It's, I guess it appeared 20 years ago. It's never left. I just flew recently. It's still there. I don't have scars there. I never had surgery there. I never fell. I mean, it's just strange. Do you do you recall what what experience that you you got the implant, or you're not sure? I know. Okay, so a lot of experiencers, their experiences feel like dreams, right? Right. So one, I'll call it a dream. One dream I had was I woke up during on a table with them surrounded. I couldn't see their faces. I could see their bodies and they had, they were covered up and they were doing surgery on my body, but only using their hands. And it wasn't gory or messy and it didn't hurt. But I remember one of them saying, don't let her see. And then I passed out again. And then I woke up from the dream. And that was around the same time that that happened. Wow. I wonder if it's given off any readings. Have you or Bob ever tried to check to see if it's given off any frequencies or anything? It Yes. He, I don't, I forgot what it's called, but he's got all the gadgets. And <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> he, so he does test it. It did go higher than it should. And there's another spot. I get really bad headaches sometimes especially during readings and he tested it one time and my forehead it was like a what was it almost 200 or something we have it on video we posted it on our facebook for anybody to see but it should not be that number at all so he thinks one implant absorbs energy you know, absorbs energy, um, information and one gives off energy. So maybe I'm giving whoever this is information while I'm here. Okay. That would make sense. You know, especially cause you're a medium and a remote viewer, you know? Yeah. That That's incredible. Um, so you also do the medium work and you actually, you communicate with aliens, right? Um, yes. Could you tell us a little bit about that and maybe an experience that you've, you communicated with them? Sure. So 99% of the time it's been positive. Um, they're very, they're very, I guess, professional. They're not emotional. They just want to give information or show images to me. Um, like if someone's been abducted, I they show me what they did to them and where they did it. And I say, look on your left upper arm there's a scar they put something there and the person goes oh my god there is something there and i i had a dream that that happened so it's validating to them they're not crazy it's validation um i don't ever get information about dates in the future about something happening like that although i, I don't really want to know because i don't want to freak out about that kind of stuff but I know they come visit nightly and I'm supposed to help them with like a soft disclosure. So I post everything I find. I post 
online. It's very gentle. It's not scary. Sometimes they show their faces on camera. Sometimes they're different creatures altogether. Sometimes it's a portal opening up, but it's just showing the public that it's real, you know? Okay. So when you do this, is this, is this like you get into a meditation when you're speaking to them or is this, how does it work? I have always just had to look at people's eyes and it goes right to the spirits and right to the energy. I call them energy beings, aliens, because I you know there's different types. So I just say energy. Being. It just goes right to them. Or I have to think about them and hone in on the energy. I don't really have a meditation or anything special I do. Um, it's it's almost like calling them on the phone. Okay. That's interesting. That's it's different. I've never heard that before. So it's learning something new here, <laughs> you know? Um, so you've done readings for people that come to you and they'll ask you if, to read, read for them and communicate through them. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so I, I, I used to hide from what I do for, you know, I'm 41 now for most of my life I've hid from it. Um, a couple of years ago, I lost my mom and dad in the same year. And then a year later, I lost my boyfriend of 15 years to cancer. So that was very overwhelming and, you know, painful. And I, I really didn't have anybody to help me. And I decided I don't want people to feel the heartache that I feel. So I'm going to come out of hiding and help people. And so I'm super shy. So spirits lead me to people always. It, it's almost magical how they do it. And I give people their reading and I, I just want to be part, a little part of having them heal. It, it will make me happy. You know, that's incredible. I commend you for that. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing work that you're doing there. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. Um, so um, have you ever bumped into, are they always reluctant to talk or sometimes are they not willing to talk or communicate? The spirits? Uh, the ETs, I'm sorry. ETs. So it is sometimes you have to kind of prove yourself to them for them to come out. And once you prove yourself, then they just, the full force, they're here. Um they can sense your intentions. So I suggest never anybody who tries this, be honest. They already know anyway that they want honesty. If you, you know, if you just want to have them catch them on camera, then tell them that. Or if you want it for personal read, you know, reasons, tell them that they, they know what you feel and they all are really good at hiding, uh, which is, I didn't know that I'm learning new things all the time. And once you find them, more different ones come. It's really interesting. Okay. Um, have you ever had a negative experience with any of them? Uh, Nate? Mm -hmm. could, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how that went? Yeah. Uh, one time, a couple years ago, I was by myself in the house. And I, was, I guess I took a nap. And I was having one of my weird dreams again about visitations, but I was in this, it looked like a barn, but it was just women in there. And we were all laying down on a piece of wood. It, it was strange. And between each one of us was this uh, very large, scaly looking 
creature, but they all had bone masks on. So like it, it was very intimidating with horns on the mask. And so now I know they're reptilians. I didn't know at the time what they were. And I woke up from the dream and I was laying in bed and my legs were closed, but I felt something having sex with me. I mean, detailed, I for real felt everything. And it kept, it went on for a few seconds until I freaked out and then it stopped. And I kept that to myself for many years until I met Bob because we were talking about all, you know, all kinds of alien stuff. And he brought something up and I go, oh, okay. I, you know, that happened to me. I was reluctant to talk about it. And he said, that happens to a lot of people, but they're ashamed to talk about it. But that was the only time I've ever had a bad experience. Yeah. I've heard people have this happen to them and then, you know, they don't have anybody to talk to, you know, mm-hmm. and that's usually when they reach out for help or, or they want to, you know, having a little bit of trouble dealing with this experience. Um, so that's that's great that you were able to talk to Bob and, and have that conversation. That's great. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, now, can anybody just get in touch with you and, and do these the uh, the the communication with ETs or or, or the past over dead? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have a website where they can contact me. It's Lala Bright LLC.com. And all I need is a picture of their eyes. So not just their eyes, but a close-up picture of their face in like sunlight or by lamps with no glasses or no sunglasses on. And I can read you. I can read some, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I can read some issues you might want to talk to a doctor about. I have to be careful legally about that. Um, and I can connect with people that are still alive around you, people that are dead around you. And if you've had other experiences with aliens or other entities that aren't spirits, I can feel that too. It's like little doorways opening up as I go in and read you. That's amazing. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> I've had some experiences and I was, I was sent uh, like a photo or a location um, that, I, that this being was trying to show me and I, I'm having issues trying to figure out what it means and where it's at and why I was trying to be shown this, this, this picture or a place. Um, so maybe I'll have to get in touch with you and then maybe uh, have you try to look for me if you can. Um, I'll be happy to help. Absolutely. That yeah. would be great. Um, so how does it work with, with the dead too? Do you, is it the same way you look through the eyes and you're able to communicate that way? Yes. So, if you do have a photo of them, it doesn't have to be a, it can be a blurry photo. If it's old, it's, it doesn't matter what year it was taken. If it was 80 years ago, I just, it helps to see their face. If you want a particular person, if not, it takes me a couple more minutes to connect, but I just think about them. And then sometimes they say their name, which is validating. I always get excited when they say their name, you know, but it's just, um, photos carry energy and it it's like little stories are in everyone's eyes it's really interesting i don't necessarily need it all the time it's easier for me so i can get it quicker but 
they're all around us. They're always around us. They're always available. Now, sometimes if they did something not great to the person, they are, they're there, but they're harder to get to talk because they feel shame. And I, you know, I read for someone recently and she went through some abuse and the parents, all they kept saying was how sorry they were. And this is before I realized what was going on. I'd never had spirits be that apologetic. And then they told me what was going on and it, it all made sense. It, it, they do see what they did after they've passed. And they, most of the time, if, if they're not hardcore bad or evil, they, they do, they do feel um, bad for what they did. Okay. So if you're, uh, just as random question, but if you're walking by a cemetery or, or places where death has happened, do you get uh, a bunch of voices talking to you or visions or, or anything like that? Does that happen? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the more rambunctious ones are right in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, but you know, this is good to tell other people that you can tell them if you don't like hearing them or seeing them, tell them to come to you in a different way. So I like if they show me pictures in my mind, because sometimes it is a little eerie for, to have them pop up or to speak to you. So unless it's an emergency, they, they don't usually speak too much. They'll say a name here and there, but it, it made me a little scared. So they show me, it looks like family photo books and they tell a story. I decode it for the person. So just tell them how, what you're more comfortable with. Cause they don't know, you know? Right. So yeah. I've, I've kind of encountered that with my experience, you know, um, I wasn't ready for it. Um, you know, I wasn't familiar with what, what was supposed to happen. And when you experience something that you're told doesn't exist, you know, it kind of whacks you all out and you kind of, you had that fear, you know? So I right. didn't, I didn't know that could happen. And that's, that's good to know for other experiencers to ask them to show themselves in a different way. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, so, uh, I guess let's go ahead and take our quick break right now. And then when we get back, um, you've been posting some really cool videos of orbs outside your house and, and things like that. I'd like to really talk to you about that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take our quick break. And when we get back, we'll, we'll touch on that. So we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Introducing the new and sought-after book, Spiritual Consciousness, A Personal Journey, by author and experiencer Kevin J. Briggs. See the photos of what Kevin witnessed and links for the book at ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com or in the description of the episode below. Again, that's Spiritual Consciousness, A Personal Journey, by Kevin J. Briggs. Looking for some new awesome UFO swag and merchandise? Check out UFO Encounters Worldwide official merchandise store. Go to storefrontier.com slash UFO Encounters Worldwide. Find sweatpants, t-shirts, tie-dye, even baby clothing. Anything you can imagine, we have it. Check it out today. Again, that's storefrontier.com slash UFO Encounters Worldwide.
This is your host, Jesse Peak. Check out our official website at ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. Read up on UFO articles, including abductions, close encounters, sighting cases, megalithic structures, and more. Also, check out our new Facebook group. You'll get updates on guests every week, new events coming up, and our schedule of who we're going to have on in the future. Again, that's UFO Encounters Worldwide Facebook group and our website at ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. UFO Encounters Worldwide wants to hear from you. Have an experience or a sighting you want to share? Contact your host, Jesse Peak, at ufoencountersworldwide at gmail.com today. UFO Encounters Worldwide would like to announce our brand new home at the UNX Network. Listen to us every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear UFO Encounters Worldwide podcast. That's on the UNX Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second half of episode 91. We're sitting down with our special guest, Lala Bright. Um, so I've been seeing you posting a bunch of uh, videos uh, on your camera by your house um, and seeing some incredible things, um, orbs, um, all kinds of good stuff. Um, could you kind of tell us uh, some of the things that you found and, and uh, what, you're, what you've been seeing? Sure. It's been amazing. And honestly, it's helped me deal, oddly enough, with grief from losing my family because it's so captivating, keeps me busy, you know. Uh, um, I've seen, and this is all, everything I'm saying, other people can go on my Facebook and see. You don't have to be a friend of mine. It's public. A portal, a large portal opened up in the sky and a light flung around it and then shot out the center of it. That blew my mind, honestly. That's incredible. Um, I've had an alien. I don't exactly know what type, but it showed up and it had like a mist around it. And you could see its face and its torso looking at the camera. And actually, the next morning, I woke up with a triangle bruise on my arm that wasn't there before. Wow. Um, uh, we have different creatures i guess they're cryptids i'm not exactly sure maybe i guess aliens i there's so many different ones i i always only thought they were just like grays when i was growing up so i didn't realize how many different ones there were right um and some i call okay i name them which is dumb but whatever well, <laughs> one is called huh no that's good i think that's great that you name them <laughs> then you know who's coming right <laughs> And who it is. One is, na is named napkin because it looks like a napkin. I don't know what else to call it. And it can morph into different things. And I've got that. Um, I have, we, I actually caught a couple UFOs in the clouds. Um, and it had like a hole in the center and light around it. I, okay. I got a mothership. It was in the stars. It came back on a, different occasions like a month later it looks like it's got a rib cage it's got a, a ball of light at the bottom this thing must be 
like as big as a building. It's crazy. Wow. And this is all on the same camera? Yeah, it's just a little $40 uh, camera from Amazon. That's great. And, well, another thing real quick, which I find interesting also is a craft shaped like a cross has popped up on a couple different nights. I think that's pretty interesting. That is interesting because you know? there's a lot of ancient astronaut theory stuff with people seeing crosses flying in the sky. So that's really cool. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they talk about seeing flying crosses back in the day, biblical times, um, and back in, you know, way back in the ancient times. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, did you, did, now, did, is there ever any sound? Do you ever hear these things or, or anything like that? Yeah, so I talk, the reason they come is because I talk to them and ask them to show up, and they started off as just little stars moving around. And after a few months, they started getting closer and closer. And then I said, I'd like to hear what you sound like. I want to learn about you. And so we'd get this audio. Sometimes it sounded like radio frequencies. Sometimes it sounded like a deep male voice of a language I did not know. And finally, we got one. It was like a, it looked like a separated orb that flew by and it said hi like clear as day it was amazing and it was a female voice wow that's great so they're kind of communicating with you in a sense too <laughs> oh yeah that so they do circles i looked up what circle means and it means unity and friendship it's one of the oldest symbols i mean it's they're trying to teach me i i never thought that would happen you know so, so are all these at night or there's daytime sightings as well? Outside, night, inside, any this day at night. Oh, so we have, yeah, we have a camera in the bedroom too. So. Okay. So they're actually, you're catching them during the day in, on your indoor camera. Yeah. Oh, one more that's interesting. Yeah. About trying to teach me. Because, um, you know, I, I get so excited. I kind of forget there's a purpose they're showing up, you know, and one at night, one night it, it flew down as an orb. It appeared right in front of the camera. It went into a shape of a human, but it just, it was just a light. It, so it was a torso, but a, just a light. It moved my camera an inch or two, and then it went back into an orb and flew away. Where it pointed the camera was my neighbor's roof where then they started showing up nightly, a little craft would hover over top and they would light up the roof. Now they don't do it anymore, but they did it for about a month or two straight. But that was just amazing. That is amazing that to have the power to move the camera like that. <laughs> kind of put, kind of put like, on what? a show for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's really neat stuff. That's cool. Um, any, any um, you know, crazy sightings or anything like big happen on the cameras? uh big ships um just the <clears throat> the one that looks like it has a rip cage that came back a couple times that was probably the biggest one um the closest big one where they were just like the regular oh wait you know what i caught a craft in the sky a couple months ago. I almost threw it out because it didn't look like a normal craft. 
but I posted it. I had a funny feeling. I posted it and people kept saying Jimmy Blanchett had the same one a couple years ago. And I talked to him. He showed me we have the same craft and we don't live. We've never met. We don't live near each other. It's really interesting. Jimmy Blanchett, the man who just passed away. Oh, no. Um, he does. Maybe I'm not pronouncing the last name right. He does um, videos about like the numbers and the meaning of the numbers and he gets crafts and he's got a, a rate. He has like a radio thing. It's he's really smart. So it's hard for me to describe. <laughs> that's, that's cool that you guys had the same kind of thing happen. Uh, similarities, man. That's, that's really neat. Oh, yeah. But he's a man. That's someone to look into. He's friends with uh, Grant Cameron. He's done videos, interviews with him a lot. So his his work he does is is very, very good. It really is. Very cool. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend anybody listening to go and check out the videos because I've, I've watched a few of them already, and I was watching the neat orbs you were catching and things flying by the camera. Um, definitely very active, for sure. Yeah, and they go through walls. So some people are like, oh, it's just a bug or a, the famous one is just a moth well i've never met a moth that can go into a wall and come out the other side you know right right <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess let's kind of talk about the remote viewing aspect that you that you're that you do um do you remote view like everybody else does do you, or do you need something or can you kind of walk us through that so i never really realized i i was doing it until I met Bob and because you know I, I am just I am who I am I never really looked researched anything I just thought I was weird and now we take lessons from Simeon Hine who anybody can get lessons from and he learned from what was it in Indigo in Indo Swan yeah Ingo Swan okay Ingo Swan yeah so he's doing that technique and it's he gives us core coordinates and we have certain things we have like what do we feel what is what's the texture what's the color what's the temperature and it goes through this whole list it drives me nuts because i'm used to just doing it you know right but it, it's helpful to get your own thoughts out of the way and just hone in on what you're trying to find that's great. it's really neat so um, are you getting, have you been very successful with some of these? Could you kind of tell us some of the good ones? Oh, yeah. Um, I always get it. It's it's just um, you have to, so my brain uses symbols. So if it's a planet, I've noticed that it always looks like I'm looking in a volcano, the top of a, a volcano. Okay. So, which is weird, but I've learned that that's what it means, planet. Um. But I've gotten a rocket ship. I've got um, one was a village with people dancing that I got. It's it's it, one was inside of a watch. That was a little harder. But <laughs> it's but, neat. Yeah, that is. It's pretty cool. Um, so, like, what are some of the things that you have to do to train to become a remote viewer? Is it the meditation, um, using your brain? Like, could you tell us about that? Yeah, I don't do meditation. I have ADD, so meditation is really hard for me. Okay. Um, so the way he teaches you, the whole point is to not 
think about it. Just write it down because your higher self already knows what the answer is. When we get in the way and think about it, that's where mistakes happen. So, you know, that one psychic, what is it, um, that, that draws Henry, Tyler Henry. Okay. He draws, I think, to keep his thoughts out of the way so, so spirit can come through. Okay. So, it, yeah, so it's just, you got to let go of ego and just, I guess, use your imagination almost. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is. That makes complete sense that you have to try to get your thoughts out of the way um, because our, our minds just race and race and race and, <laughs> you know, right. kind of can screw you up. Yeah. Well, look, when we have experiences with aliens or spirits, the first thing that goes in our thoughts with oh, that that didn't really happen. You know what I mean? We get in the way. Yeah, definitely. I, I questioned myself a lot when I was having mine and my sightings, you know, <laughs> you're like, am I going crazy? Am I losing it here? You know, luckily I had somebody with me to confirm, <laughs> you know, but some people don't. So exactly. a lot of people don't. Yep. Right. Um, so have you, uh, done any, any, uh, so you do this for people as well, I'm guessing, do you do remote viewing for people or, or do you do this for specific reasons? I, I use it for, I used to do cold cases and that helped a lot. Now I took off from that for many years, but I just got into it recently again with a ex police officer. He's got a group of psychics that he chooses to help with this. Um, and that's a big part of it. You have to do remote viewing to find that person or to know what happened. It's just very, uh, it's, it's sad. It, it's very, it depletes my energy because most times it's kids and the family member did it, you know? Yeah, that's a shame. That's absolutely it, a shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's got to be a lot to deal with on top of doing the remote viewing, you know, having to deal with that that sorrow and the sadness, you know, so I can right. I commend you for that. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been so you've done this many times, I guess, for different detectives and people like that. Um, have you have you found that the answers to some of these cases and actually closed cases out? Um, most times they don't tell me one time they did tell me it was a little boy at a park and he was in the water. I kept seeing bubbles and they showed me a map. I told him where I think I thought he was and he was probably five years old. And that was actually the last time I ever did it. Um, it was the stepfather that had done that. Wow. Like most times. So when I started it, I got tested by a couple of people to see if I was real which is smart and they would give me some information. They wouldn't say what happened. They'd give me pictures and I would tell them what I saw. And that's usually was the end of it. You know, they moved on to something else. Okay. Yeah. That's gotta be something hard to deal with. And they could, I, I understand taking a break or, or stopping, you know, uh, that can, that can weigh heavy on you, you know, and you have to deal with that mentally as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so have you had any recent uh, UFO sightings or any anything crazy happening recently? Um, they've slowed down a little bit. It's a lot of orbs. Uh, I, and I don't know why they slowed down. I, I've, 
I know they did tell me that they showed up so much to remind me, because, you know, I doubt myself quite a bit, to remind me that, you know, I, I do have a reason here. And that every single one that showed up was to remind me. And they said, in order for them to start coming back hardcore like they were, I have to start believing in myself more. And so I've tested the theory. And they do show up more when I am more commanding in a respectful way. Um, now, Bob, he has... I get feelings like, oh, we got to go outside and use your little fancy camera. I forgot what it's called, Psionics or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gotten recently craft, but one was really cool. It looked like a glowing jellyfish in the sky. I couldn't believe it. I've never seen anything like it. He posted that too. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool for sure. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend people go over and check it out. Now, we can see all this stuff over your Facebook, right? Absolutely. Yep. And like I said, you don't have to be a friend. I mean, you can be a friend, but you don't have to. It's public. So. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, I'm guessing you know about the recent NASA hearings and stuff like that and the disclosure, the hearings they had with the scientists and talking about, you know, working with the government and, you know, investigating the UFO sightings. Yeah, Bob told me a little bit about that. He's he's into that. Okay. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's a good thing what they're doing? Do you think that we're actually going to get answers, or do you think it's just another kind of runaround? I personally, this is just my opinion. I don't think any human will be allowed to really tell us that much. I think the only way we're going to get Full disclosure is if the entities or energies show up in front of everybody, believers, non-believers, and just say, we're here. I think they're, I think that part of the government, in my opinion, would lose control over the public. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially with religion and, and you sure. know, gases and oil. We wouldn't need that no more. <laughs> right, um, free, exactly. Free I mean, everything is kind of tailored to us being very dependent upon them right exactly and then if we're not no more and we don't have to do that they lose money which is their most important thing you know right. money's the root of all evil in this world <laughs> um, yes. so. and, and that's what the spirits uh not the, the energy beings were trying to tell me recently is that and this goes for everybody you have to remember your own inner power you, we all are more special than we are told. We're told that we're none of this is real, and it's not. I used to say it's a hidden world. It's not hidden. This is our world, but we're kept from seeing it. All right. Now, do you think that is there any particular agenda that the the ETs have right now that they're they're working on or they're they're going to do? Um, like, do you know what part they're playing in this right now? I I know look, different ones have different reasons. Some of them test on us um, with the high hybrid thing and and the um, children, you know, having children up there that are ne never live on Earth. Um, some of them want to help us. Some of them want to suck our energy. 
it, it's hard to pinpoint it because they're like humans. Some are good and some aren't. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, we, we just talked about it, disclosure, you know, and not coming from humans. Um, is there a particular race that's heading that, that disclosure process that you know of or in your opinion? I think the Caladians seem to pop up a lot for us with that. They're good. They're, they're never bad. In, in my experience and with other people. Um, and there's one, the Arc, Arcturians. I okay. think that's how you'd say it. Yeah, Arcturians. Yeah. The, I know those two um, that are positive for helping us because if they help us, it also helps them. I'm not exactly sure yet how that plays out, but I know that's a big deal. Okay. And they're the closest looking to humans, right? They're usually a little taller, blonde hair, blue eyes. Type. Yeah, like the... The Lyrans and the Pleiadians, yeah, right. Okay, okay. Um, now, the ones that we really need to be aware of, I've heard this over and over again, and I just want to know if, what your opinion is. The reptilians are absolutely against humans, and they're the ones that are going to be terrorizing us, correct? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few more. I, I'm not exactly sure who that are like that. Most of the reptilians are the ones that do you know, the inappropriate things to people and women. Now, not every single one is bad, but for the most part, and you know what, maybe maybe they think they're not bad, but to us, it, it's it's scary. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm yep. sure they have an agenda on why they do what they do. I don't think they're doing it just to be evil, but the reptilians are, are definitely always the ones that pop up that are ones to watch out for. Okay. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense that they don't realize it's negative. It's kind of just the way they were brought up, the way they were taught, and they're just sure. doing things business-like where to us that's, that's negative, but it's kind of like us herding cows and slaughterhousing them and making them for food that they're kind of okay. doing the same thing, but it's just not, it's not really good, and we don't look at it that way. Right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, we're actually at the end of the show. So do you want to tell everybody again where they can follow you, where they can get in touch with you, anything you want to plug, your website? Sure. Um, by the way, this was really fun. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> no problem. Um, the website that they can get readings from or contact me is lalabrightllc.com. It's L A L A. B-R-I-G-H-T-L-L-C.com. Or if they just want to talk and read, look at the uh, pictures and videos, that's on Facebook. It's just Lala Bright. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put your uh, website in the description of the episode. This way everybody can get a hold of it and check check out your website. Um, and yeah, I would definitely like to possibly, you know, uh, ask for your assistance and, and my experience. And maybe we can get uh, send you a picture and Maybe we can do that. That would be great. I'd really appreciate it. Um, yeah, this is something that's been that I've been trying to figure out for, for over a little over a year now. So um, 
any any help it would be great i'd appreciate it and uh i think you'd be the perfect person to help so no problem um and i want to thank you again for coming on today and sharing all this information with us it was great and i know the listeners are going to really appreciate it um so thank you again for coming on and sharing your experiences with us lala thank you so much this was amazing Awesome. And we'll definitely have you again on the future in the future. Um, uh, have you back on to talk about what's going on in the world, uh, uh, you know, uh, at a later date. Um, so I also want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode, um, episode 91. Uh, please go make sure to check out our sponsor, uh, www.kevinjbriggs.com and his brand new book, uh, Spiritual Consciousness, A Personal Journey. Um, I just got my signed copy last week. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with MUFON's Top Cases. And until next time, remember to keep your eyes in the sky. Well, what an episode that was today with our special guest, Lala Bright. Um, very interesting information with the remote viewing and the medium work that she's doing, talking to the dead and aliens as well. Um, she's doing a lot of great work working with people that way. And her lifelong experiences were very eye-opening. And hopefully somebody can relate um, having similarities in those kinds of contact. Um, especially having it from the age of five years old moving forward until today in her life. So I want to thank Lala Bright for coming on today and sharing all that information with us. Um, I've definitely learned something new and I guarantee you guys have too. Um, next week, we are going to bring back our uh, once a month top cases from the MUFON Monthly Journal since we do have an extra week in this month. Um, so that's always interesting. They're always the top cases of the true unknowns that MUFON investigates. Um, I'll also be giving you the case number. So if you have the access to the ca uh, case management system, you can look up the cases as we go through the episode. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. And don't forget to check out uh, Spiritual Consciousness, A Personal Journey by author and experiencer Kevin J. Briggs. Um, I just got my signed copy autographed last week. And uh, yes, I have already started reading it. It's got amazing reviews. Um, there's a review by Kathleen Martin that really puts it into uh, puts it in the, the concept of you know Kevin being set apart from others when he tells his story. So it's very interesting. You can get your copy at www.kevinjbriggs.com. And again, the name of that book is Spiritual Consciousness: A Personal Journey. Um, so we'll be back next week with MUFON's Top Cases. And until next time, remember to keep your eyes in the sky.